This will change your life. All right. So if you guys have been avid listeners to this show, you'll know that I did not do my intro. And usually I have like a 30 second intro in the beginning of every single episode. And that's because when I first started podcasting, I was, I started because I read a book called Expert Secrets. And in that book, Russell Brunson actually went through and talked about, you should start a podcast. And then he actually gave like a example introduction. And it was the introduction that I have at the beginning of every single episode. But I am actually at a business conference right now called Funnel Hacking Live. And I, it's actually funny because I just, st- I just f- learned about Russell Brunson's books and ClickFunnels and all that stuff a few months ago, like three months ago, I found out about this stuff and now I'm in Florida, th- like a thousand miles away from my home on my own with my friend and I'm at a business conference, which is actually amazing already um, yesterday I was unable to record, so it's been, I've been here two days now. So yesterday was the first day of the event and tomorrow will be the second or no, yesterday was the first and today is the second and then tomorrow's the third, but I'm halfway done with today's actually. So we had, I've, I had, uh, we got here at 8.30 in the morning, and it's currently 1.50 right now. We're just at lunch. And I'm going to be honest, we don't really have any Tupperware or anything to pack lunch. So we basically brought three packs of carrots and a pack of dates and some butter. <laughs> and that's it. That's where we're eating all day. So today's a low-calorie day for sure. and But I'm... I was going to record today during uh, dinner time, but my friend wanted me to record during lunch instead so he could record during dinner. So I'm, I just did it because I'm at the mercy of his decision because I'm using his computer to record. But I want to talk about immersing yourself and surrounding yourself with like-minded people. So in my life at home i am always i'm kind of like an outlier so if you've ever heard of the one percent then that's us we're like the one percent and at home i'm like on self-improvement and i'm doing all this stuff like i'm reading books going to the gym all this stuff and no one else is doing that so all like 99% of the people that I surround myself with on a day-to-day basis are not anything like me and they don't really do anything that I do. But today or over the past couple of days, I've actually been at Florida and my friend, I have one friend that is, well, I have a few friends, but one friend who's in a similar place to me and he's on self-improvement, he's working on business and his name's Franklin and me and him went to Florida and it's actually crazy how, like how eye-opening and how life-changing this experience is because we're, we grew up in a, in an environment of just middle class. And so that was our mindset. Our mindset was you had to work long hours and you had to work for someone else. But at this event, I've already met like four or five millionaires just like that. And like people here are just normal people, but they're just people who are going after their dreams. And it's amazing because I I have conversations with people and you would never even expect that they're like millionaires. They seem like normal people. If you look around in the crowd of the event, there's like 5,000 people here. And most people, they just look like normal people. And so that it just shows, goes to show that anyone can become a millionaire. And actually on the first day of the event, 
there was one guy that we sat next to. His name was Gary. And we didn't really talk the whole time because we were just paying attention to the event and listening to the event. But at the end, we were talking to him and uh, he asked us what we do. We told him and then he we asked him what he does and he basically runs a spa. So he's got like a local brick and mortar shop, just like a spa. And he makes like 10 mil or I don't even know how much, like five mil a year. It's absolutely insane. And he was just a normal dude. And then we were, we were talking to him a lot more. And he actually said like, you gotta, you just never work for another person. Always work for yourself. Cause he, he told us a story where when he was just graduated high school. So when he was still in high school, he basically had two dads. Um, one was his biological dad, his father. And then there was another who was his uncle. Um, and so his father was, he would work for someone else and he didn't really have that great of a life, but his uncle was an entrepreneur, a business owner, and he had an amazing life. So what Gary did was he actually listened to his uncle's advice and actually followed into his uncle, like everything that his uncle said to do. And then what happened is once he was graduated, so he went through high school and then graduated, he never worked a single day of his life for somebody else. And he literally just hustled. So the moment he graduated, he would become like a salesman. So he would walk door to door and he, at, in the beginning, it took him like a hundred knocks. So he would knock a hundred times on a hundred doors or no, it would, he would knock on way more doors, but a hundred people would answer. So every hundred people that answered the doors and he actually had a conversation with, he would get one sale. And then he kept on doing at it. Like literally every single day, he would knock on hundreds and hundreds of doors. And towards like every single day, it would go down to 80 and then 70 and then 60. And then after a while, he was able to knock on two doors and get one sale. So that's like a simple thing that he did consistency and hard work D discipline and consistency is literally all that he had in order to become great at sales and make a lot of sales and i want to relate that back to the podcast i'm literally being consistent and i guess it's hard work to record one hour every day which i don't think it's very hard but some people think it's pretty hard so that's consistency and hard work and then after a little bit, you'll get better and better and better. And then eventually you'll actually make it. And then we were talking about it a lot more. And then he said that the best habit to have is to read books. And then he said, make sure that you're reading the right types of books because it can mess you up if you don't read the right types of books. He was, he actually talked about a few books, but he basically said that if you create a habit to record for, or read and study for one hour a day, then you'll basically be guaranteed success. And he actually, when he was looking at the guest speaker lineup for this event, he actually went through and looked for the best speaker and found the best one and then bought their book. And he just sat, locked himself in his room for two days straight, didn't do anything except for read that book. And then he read that book and now he's well prepared for this business conference. So reading that, and that's also goes with consistency and hard work. Like most people don't want to read. And so if you can stay consistent, read every day for every morning, which is what I've been doing. So one of the, one very good marketing thing is to confirm people's suspicions. And on my way to Funnel Hacking Live, like over the past couple of months, I've developed a lot of good habits. And for example, I would read like an hour every morning. I would podcast an hour every, every afternoon. And I would have all this consistency and reading and podcasting and a lot more different things. But I kind of had suspicions that I was on the right path forward, but I didn't know for sure. And 
after yesterday and today, I know exactly that I know that I am actually on the right path forward because yesterday there was one speaker that talked about short form videos. And so the, he basically said that if you create, if you like basically post a TikTok every day or post a short every single day, just like a 60 minute short every single day, then eventually you will actually make it. And so that is, I essentially knew that principle but he went like deep into like his exact journey like his he actually showed his graph so for two months he was actually like losing followers and then that was like the first two months of him posting a short every single day and that was probably because he sucked at it and in the beginning he like he was so bad at like recording those videos and so it took him two months. And then after two months, he was even, he broke even. So he was gaining the same amount of followers as he was losing. And that's probably because he picked up a little bit more skill to where people were just like neutral with him. And then on like the fifth month, I'm pretty sure it was the fifth month, he, his like account skyrocketed. And his, there was on the graph that he showed, there was two lines, one line for unfollows and then one line for new follows. And the unfollows line was all the way on the, it was kind of like steady throughout the whole time. But the follow line was low for the first two months, a little bit higher for the next two months. And then it just skyrocketed on month five and I'm on episode 72. So it's been like two months. So right now I'm in the suck phase. Like I'm in the sucky phase and then soon I'll shift and I'll hit a point where I'm actually going to start gaining followers. And then eventually I'll hit a point where I'm going to skyrocket. And I understand that it's not going to be the same graph for everyone, but I feel like I'm very glad that he showed that graph because right now I'm in the first two months. I'm just two months in and it's very, it gives me some ease and some like a, a little bit more understanding to know that it took him five months to even get results. So I don't feel bad about not having like all the way not having that much results yet. And with that said, I actually haven't checked my analytics in a couple of weeks, but that's another thing I want to talk about today. Another, uh, a lady was speaking and she was a YouTube, she's a YouTuber and she started, uh, in like 2019 and she actually showed her whole journey. She started in like September or October and in like the first month she like was pretty bad and it's always like bad and then she would post like once a week and then she'd get better and better and better the more practice she had she posted once a week but she actually gave me so much insights her speech was the best that i've um it was exactly what i needed to hear because she basically went through and talked about her progress and she also said that the first three seconds were the most important of your videos or podcasts or whatever your show is. And that's why I cut out my introduction because my introduction was just 30 seconds of stupid. Like I was just speaking for 30 seconds mundane and it was stupid. But that's why you need to capture everyone's attention within three seconds. So that's my new rule. That's why I had a hook in the beginning of this episode. I tried to hook your attention so you would stay in and watch the whole episode. And another thing that she said is don't ask people to subscribe. Ask people to subscribe at the end. And also at the end, send them to another video on your, on your like show. So that's one thing that I'm going to implement. Send them to another video on your show. And she basically went through and showed exactly like many different strategies on how to find video ideas. So one thing that she said was you create a dummy account. So basically you go on YouTube and create a brand new account that is like a dummy person. So it's a fake person, but it that person represents your dream customer or your, your viewer, your listener. And then you basically like 
I don't really 100% understand the concept just yet. Um, I have to go look at the replay if the replays are available. But pretty much what I understand is you watch YouTube as your like viewer, your dream viewer. And then you would go through and like look at all the suggested videos. And then you would like see if your video is suggested. And then on your video, you would look at the suggested videos and then you would figure out what they're doing and basically model them. And then you can find a bunch of video ideas from that. But that's like, that's just the, just two speakers. And there was like, probably, I think there's probably like 15 speakers already, I bet. And yesterday we were, one, uh, the keynote speaker was Jocko Willink. So I, I was listening to Jocko Willink. But I want to also talk about another thing called the new thought movement. So this is something that Russell Brunson was talking about on stage yesterday. And this was his like first speech. So basically he said that he's been treasure hunting for the past year. So basically what that means is he was flying around the world looking for like documents and artifacts and all kinds of books and stuff like that, that he could purchase that was, that relates to the new thought movement. Now what the new thought movement is, it's a, it's basically like reality transferring. So if you've been listening to this show, you'll definitely know what reality transurfing is. And if you don't know what it is, it's basically a um, method of thinking. And it's it actually, reality transurfing is a book. So transurfing is basically, it relates to how you perceive the world, your worldview, your attitude towards the world, your thoughts, your everything that goes on in your mind uh, relates to transurfing. And the new thought movement is basically that. It's like um, a movement that started in 1850s where people actually realized that the way you think actually affects the course of your life. And it was very like awesome to see that Russell Brunson has actually been looking into this stuff and he's like going deep and he's like starting his own library and he's building his own library in his house about the new thought movement. And the fact that he is getting so deep into this stuff really confers my suspicions as well, because I'm going deep into this stuff as well. And I know that I'm on the right track now, but that's pretty much the new thought movement. And he, he actually had a few like books or he listed like nine or six, six people. I don't know the exact number, maybe eight people that are like revolutionary. And he said that he's going to be talking about it a lot more. Now let's talk about this one quote that I heard. The billionaires of tomorrow are building their brands today. And that is that makes a lot of sense because if you look at Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast is a billionaire and he has spent like the past probably like 10, I don't even know how long he's been on YouTube, but he's spent the past like half a decade or a decade on building his brand and creating YouTube videos. And now he's building like, so now that he has this huge audience, huge follower base, um, and like this cult following, he's got like a hundred, he's got more than a hundred million subscribers on YouTube. Now that he's got all of these people that follow him, he can build businesses and like basically use that audience and promote that traffic, all that traffic towards that business. And that's why he's been so successful because he launched a burger, a burger chain, Mr. Beast Burger. And he basically just promoted it on his show, on his YouTube channel, and got like, it, it became an overnight success. Like thousands of people flew across the country just to get a burger from a fast food joint. Like that is a insane thing. And then he launched another chocolate, a chocolate bar company. And once again, he followed the same process. He used his, he leveraged his like traffic, his all of his following his channel to send it to the send all of them to buy candy bars chocolate bars so 
and now like he's a billionaire and that's exactly like what Elon Musk does as well. Like no one cares about Tesla. I mean, people care about Tesla, but on Twitter, like people follow Elon Musk. Like Elon Musk is so much more entertaining than Tesla. That's why so many people follow Elon Musk, but not necessarily Tesla. So basically the billionaires of tomorrow are building their brands today. And I, now I know I'm on the right, on the right path forward because that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I've been working on this podcast for quite some time and I plan on working it for quite some more time. And also another thing that I want to talk about is I realize now that I need to be making shorts. So I kind of was brought, this was brought to my attention a while ago because when I first started recording my podcast, I was actually recording shorts as well, but they weren't necessarily linked to the podcast. They were just kind of separate things and they were TikToks, but I didn't post any of them. And I did this for probably like six days and I would record three podcasts a day for six days. So I, I got like 19, not podcasts. I got, uh, TikToks. I basically recorded like 19 TikToks and then I kind of stopped because I felt that I wasn't going to be able to keep this routine up because uh, I wanted to focus on like the big mover, like podcasts. I wanted to focus on the podcast a lot more and I didn't think that I would be able to consistent, be consistent at both at the beginning at least. And I, I definitely planned on starting shorts again in the future once I basically became proficient at pod, uh, not necessarily proficient at podcasting, but prof- um, consistent enough for a decent amount of time to where it's easy to do it. So for example, when I first started going to the gym, it took some willpower to go to the gym for the first few weeks or months. And then eventually a positive feedback loop formed and then going to the gym actually became like pleasurable and I actually wanted to go to the gym instead of not and so that's basically why I dropped the shorts because if you record uh shorts then it would take a little bit of time to actually get like the positive feedback loop rolled and then I was doing shorts and podcasts so that's basically uh it would take I didn't want to risk dropping them both. So I just dropped the short and then focus on podcasting so I could build that positive feedback loop. And then eventually I recorded the podcast or eventually now I'm going to start the shorts. Uh, I'm, I definitely plan on starting them. I don't know when I'm going to start them, but I definitely plan on starting them soon. Uh, because yesterday, one of the speakers that I was talking about earlier was talking about, he was talking all about the shorts and how if you post a short a day, it'll like absolutely revolution, revolutionize your business and everything like that. So I think that instead of just posting a on its own short, like I did on my like in this, when I first started, I'm going to post like, maybe I'd have to figure out how many I want to record. I'd either do one or three shorts, um, per day. So I'd have to figure that out depending on how long it takes to do it. I don't want to spend, I, I would want to do this during my editing because I already have to do like, th- spend like 30 minutes editing the podcast because it takes like 30 minutes for the software to actually automatically like reduce the background noise, um, level the audio levels and all that kind of stuff. And then actually download it and then post it takes like 30 minutes of time. So if I just right after my podcast, I actually plan on doing a short based off of what I just talked about, because this is what Hamza does. So Hamza is a YouTuber that I used to watch that is basically a role model to me. And my friend actually showed me his channel again and showed that he's making longer form videos and then he is taking little concepts from that video and then turning them into a short so he basically creates a long like hour and a half long video and then gets like 
nine or three, I don't know the exact number of shorts that he gets out of that, but he basically gets a few shorts out of that long video from that video. So basically if he was talking about like going to the gym and lifting weights for 90 minutes in the video, he would basically create a short about one specific topic that he talked about in that video. And that would allow him to basically post that short and then drive traffic from the short. So he'd get a lot more views on the short and then all the traffic that he got from that short at the end of the video, he would actually have a call to action to go watch. He said like, if you like this, go watch the full unedited, like full length unedited video. And then, um, he would like give a link or something like that. So that is basically like his strategy. And I was aware of that over the past couple of weeks, but I never really implemented it until a lot of times when you hear something, you don't implement it until like you hear it again. That's what happens a lot. And then, for example, my dad told me to read the book called The Alchemist. And I understood that it was a good book, but I didn't actually implement it until I, well, even then I, I, I heard it again on the uh, Hamza's reading list. I saw The Alchemist on that and I still didn't implement it, but then I implemented it. It took me like a little bit longer to actually implement it. So I had to wait for the actual opportunity to present it itself. And in that specific case, the opportunity was me in class. We, in my English class, we have 30 minutes to do independent reading or 20 minutes every Monday and Friday to do independent reading. So that was the opportunity. So usually you, um, it doesn't, you don't, uh, what am I trying to say? Like I originally saw this strategy on Hamza and I didn't implement it until, well, I actually haven't implemented it yet, but this is the second time that I saw it yesterday when that speaker talked about it and he actually gave us a book all about it so i'm definitely going to be reading that next and that that's the thing in before funnel hacking live i created this whole plan of books to read next and i was conscious of the fact that funnel hacking live will definitely shift me and i may not want to read these books next and so i decided to just wait and then once i got to funnel hacking live i I'm just waiting for like the next books to present themselves. And what I ended up doing is we actually received a book for free. I, it's called Create, Don't Capture. And I forgot the author's name, but I'll definitely be, I'll definitely know the author's name as I read it. But that's the next book that I'm going to be reading. And um, basically, my like my, in essence, my plan is to, incorporate all of these strategies like for now like now that i know the first three seconds is the most important in your video i'm dropping the intro like that's stupid and i already had suspicions to drop my intro like the other day i was talking to my friend i was like should i just drop my intro it's kind of stupid and then today i'm definitely dropping it and then another thing is i'm going to add a hook to the first three seconds of my video because hooks are essential because if you don't hook their attention they won't listen to the video and then after every single video i'm going to be while i'm editing i'm going to be recording a tiktok or like a youtube short or something like that and i haven't decided whether one or three or two i don't know but that will help drive traffic to the podcast. So that's huge. And then what else is there? We were talking, Jocko Willink came last night and he was basically talking about extreme ownership and taking a hundred percent ownership of your business and all your failures. So I really liked him and I might read his books, but probably not for a little bit while. But tonight, okay, so Garrett J. White came and one thing that, okay, let me just talk about this. One thing that I really noticed is throughout the whole event, I was thinking, I want to be on that stage. Like not necessarily Funnel Hacking Live stage, but I want to be on a stage. And I was thinking that 
I grew so much over the past couple of months just from doing like comfort zone challenges and like just a bunch of stuff. And I grew so much over the past couple of months. And then I remember like a year ago, if I were to think about like even talking to a stranger, I would like be nervous. But now I'm actually having like aspirations of being a public speaker and doing all this stuff. But I don't know. And then I want to talk about the business. I'm sorry, this this episode is going to be a lot about business because that's like the mindset I'm in right now because I'm at a business conference. But I want to talk about the business because right uh, the theme of this year's event is called The Lynchpin. And it's basically all about continuity. So it's like a membership service. So any anytime you have reoccurring revenue, so that'd be like if you are subscribed to like Netflix or just like any subscription or membership service. And then even if you are like on Amazon, there's like options for if there's things that you can get uh, multiple times. Like let's say that you buy toilet paper. There's an option that says subscribe and save. That's, that's uh continuity. That's reoccurring revenue. And that's basically what I'm like, that is what I definitely am going to be moving forward on because I know that continuity is everything in business because this whole event is tailored to get us to want to do continuity and basically focus on continuity. So uh, also networking is a huge piece of business events. And one thing that I realized is when I'm networking, when I first came here, I was like, I'm not really doing anything. But now I realize that what I'm doing right now for business is I'm just focusing on my podcast and trying to find my voice. And I keep on telling people that I'm podcasting and finding my voice and then waiting for like the path to present itself and waiting for something to happen. And that's basically what I planned because I know that once I find my voice and actually the speaker today was saying that step one to creating like a membership or a continuity is to have like a small following like of a hundred people or like a couple hundred people. That's literally easy. I don't know how many people are following me right now, but last time I checked, it was seven. So like if, and like, hundred people is not that much. Like you see people with millions of followers. So a hundred is simple. And actually a few of my friends, when they used to do YouTube, they had like a hundred followers. <laughs> so it's not that difficult to get a hundred followers. Um, that's basically, uh, the first step to creating a continuity, like membership program. And then after that, you basically create your program and then you send all of your people to that program. So that's basically, I've been waiting for things to happen in my podcast. And now I'm learning a lot of tools to be proactive and actually get things to happen on, like actually get, move the, move the wheel forward and get things to happen. Like many different small things I'm starting right now is the shorts and then the hook, cutting out my intro, all these things are small things that are happening that will help me move forward. And also, I know that once I have like a decent following, I'll be able to ask people because a lot of one of the biggest concepts is asking your client what they want, like asking your dream customer what they want. So I'll basically just create an episode. And like I've actually been doing this in the past where I drop my email and I'm like, everyone who is like, if you have a problem, then email me and then if there's enough people who have the similar problem I'll solve it and that's like that's also what I was thinking once I get enough people I'm I think that the one of the first steps on the path is creating a coaching program because having a coaching program Hamza did a coaching program and he was able to learn a lot because if I have like a bunch of people and then I do a coaching, like individual one-on-one coaching, then you can basically have like one-on-one sessions with people and then you'll like be able to learn what they want. And then you'll be able to learn exactly all the problems they have. 
and then you'll be able to see like common themes that's that was actually my strategy a couple uh actually a couple uh weeks ago was once i checked my analytics my strategy was if i had a high number and a lot of people were listening i would offer a coaching program and then promote it onto the po- onto the podcast and then i would like coach five people see a common theme and then solve it and now i'm figuring out like more better ways to solve it because continuity is an extremely good like it, continuity is everything in a business but i'm sorry if this episode is not like as great as the other episodes because i am sitting outside in florida and there's a bunch of people around a lot of distractions and um, but this is like the best that i could find this is the best spot that i could find um i'm like tonight is gonna be awesome i'm pretty sure gary j white is speaking again tonight and he is all about like he's all about motivation but he's he was also saying that well let me talk about let me let me com- completely switch the topic to i want to talk more about networking now networking was a big fear that i had coming here like i'm an introvert and i don't have a very large comfort zone um yet and but over the past couple like weeks and months I've been doing a lot. Sorry if you can hear this noise, but I'm recording outside and the spot that I chose has barely any shade and my, the the sun is moving around. And so the computer that I'm recording on was in the shade, but now it's in the sun and it got really hot. So I had to move it, but pretty much the networking is so valuable because when I was coming, when I was like, when I knew I was going to come, I knew that networking was great. But one thing is that networking is so valuable. Now, I think I talked about this on yesterday's episode, but literally the first day we were here during registration, day zero of the event, I saw two dudes networking and one, they literally just met and one dude literally hooked the other guy up with so many leads and so many like potential clients and it was like an amazing sight to see so right there i already like learned of the value of networking and then but i was still like a little nervous to network and then once i just did it like i to be honest i didn't even like i didn't even walk up to many people but once i actually did it i was super what am I trying to say? Once I, once I actually did it, then like all the excess potential just dissipated. And it was like, what am I trying to say? The excess potential dissipate. I'm sorry. I'm like very distracted right now because I can see someone in the corner of my eye, but all the excess potential dissipated. And then I was comfortable talking. Now I made a few mistakes. Like it, for the first couple network things that I was just talking about myself and then I became conscious of that and then I started asking other people and I've met like a a bunch of people and like they're all millionaires like everyone here are is business owners and everyone here are like millionaires so that's another thing the biggest lesson is to surround yourself with like-minded people now let me explain so probably okay so i started self-improvement let's just say one year ago um i started reading my first books like one in september of 2022 and so i was working on that and then i heard this quote of the your five people you spend the most time with or you're the average of the five people you spend your most time with and I kind of just assumed that it didn't really affect me. I th- I kind of just assumed that I can just stay indifferent to other people and that I can just not like make them pull me down because at this time I was doing a lot of like high values, high value habits, like reading and going to the gym and a lot of this stuff and eating healthy. And then most of my friends were not. And so I just assumed that I could just be indifferent and not really be affected by them but what I found out was I actually didn't find this out until 
a couple months ago when I met my friend Franklin, who is on self-improvement and is on a similar path to me. And it was absolutely insane because we grew so much. Like, and so it wasn't until a couple months it wasn't until a couple of weeks or months after I met him when I realized that, and I've talked about this on my episode, on my show before, that I realized you're not just losing out on the fact that all those five other people are pulling you down. Yeah, they're pulling you down even if you're indifferent to it, but you're also missing out on the fact that those five people are not going to be able to like pull you up. And I realized this, I've only met two people that are on self-improvement and one of them I don't even spend that much time with but one of them I spend a lot of time with Franklin and we realized that over summer we spend the majority of our time with each other and we're able to pull each other up and so that's huge because in my current school I go to school and there is like Everyone is like going to college and everyone is going on their own paths, like the traditional path. And that's not what I'm doing, but I pretty much spend my entire day at school with all these people. And now I'm staying indifferent. Like I don't really talk to many people at school. I just have like simple conversations with them. I don't really hang out much, but I'm trying to stay indifferent, which is like I'm doing the best I can. But I'm missing out on the fact of other people can pull me up. And I realized that again, like that was the biggest lesson that I learned coming to Funnel Hacking Live. Because literally on the first day of the event, we I sat next to a multimillionaire. He makes multi-million dollars every year in income in his business. And like just talking to him for like, we probably talked to him for like 10, 20 minutes, maybe just that one conversation we had with him. It was so amazing. Like he, we were just talking about all, like literally I did not learn anything new from him, but he confirmed all of my suspicions because he was probably like 50, 60 years old. Like he was a pretty old dude. And I like, he is like 50 years ahead of me on this path. And he confirmed everything, all my suspicions of whether I'm doing everything right because throughout my podcast like throughout my journey I knew that I was doing all like I was I knew I was doing the habits of millionaires and I knew that I was like on the right path but those were just my suspicions but now talking to this one guy just one guy who is like 50 years ahead of me all of my suspicions were confirmed. He said, meditate. He said, talk to people like network and all this stuff. And all my suspicions are confirmed. It's amazing. So that's one guy that we spent time with who is a millionaire and that he like pulled us up. And then there's other people that we were talking to that were like on a similar they were like, there's like two people who were like in their twenties, like 26 years old, and they were just starting their businesses as well, similar to us who are able to pull us up as well. So even though we're not, even if we talk to like people who are in the same level as us, they're pulling us up. So that's why I really believe in the, you're the average of the five most people you spend, five people you spend the most time with, because like, I'm just looking around and in the event, they talk about like, there's a thing called the two comma club. It's basically if you have earned two million or earned $1 million in revenue in a funnel. And there were thousands of people in the audience. So there's like 5,000 people there in attendance. And they're like, who are my two comma club winners? And then thousands of people are talking. And then there's like this inner circle that you have to pay like $50,000 a year or like $250,000 a year to get into. And we saw so many people. And the, the most amazing thing is they all look like normal people. They just look like you and I. So that's another thing. Limiting beliefs. I... I am grown up, like there's a quote in Transurfing where your worldview is exactly what it's you are taught for it to be. So you basically think in exactly the same way where you're supposed to think. And your worldview is like been formed and created by 
like you're upcoming. And so basically I grew up in a middle-class house and my worldview was basically formed by that. So I grew up seeing all like the normal people because normal people are basically you, the, your definition of normal people is people who you see on a day-to-day basis. So I'm, I can see probably like 20 people in my field of vision right now. So these are the types of people that I see on a day-to-day basis. So they become my definition of normal people. Now, normal people differs for everyone. So if you are born into a hunter-gatherer tribe with completely different clothing, then those are your normal people. So if you come into my world as a hunter-gatherer and you see all my normal people, they're not going to be normal to you. Does that make sense? So basically my normal people are middle class. And then the whole reason, and I see middle class as normal. I don't see them as having any particular like strong qualities or any particular thing, like attributes to them. And the normal people to me are middle-class. That's just exactly how I was raised. But going to this event, now I'm seeing all these normal people and they're millionaires. So you're the average of the five people you spend your most time with. So if you spend your most time with millionaires and you see them as normal people, well, you're going to automatically want to assimilate into that. And you're going to automatically want to become normal. Like most people are normal and you're not going to want to be an outlier because that's natural human like tendencies, like primitive tendencies. And so naturally your normal will become millionaire and then you'll become a millionaire. So that's another reason why simply just passively being here not even necessarily doing much here is so game changing because I'm, I talked to like, I've already said this multiple times. I've talked to like 10 people and there's probably two people walking by right now that are millionaires. So that's all about you're the average of the five. Most people you spend your most time with. Shoot. Sorry about that interruption. That was actually not my phone. It was Franklin's phone. Uh, that was the first time I've ever actually had a phone call in the middle of my podcast. And it was because his call, his phone was on, not on silent. So I'm actually going to power it off right now because this is my podcast and I don't want his phone on. But that actually just goes to show one very important thing making sure that you create your environment exactly how you want it to be. So let me explain. Basically, I made sure that my environment, when I podcast, like at home, right now I don't really have much control because I'm at Florida and I'm at like a hotel that I'm not even staying at. So shoot, I think, okay. I closed my computer, but right now I'm at an environment that I'm not really in much control about. I'm out in public recording. Now I probably could have done a better job finding a, finding a location to record with less distractions, but that is one important thing in your work, in your day-to-day basis, all of your things, you have to take control of your environment. This is like the first time I heard about this lesson was in the book called The Millionaire Fastlane by MJ DeMarco. He basically, he basically talked about how when he was first, when he was still living at his parents' house, trying to become a millionaire, he was living in his mom's basement and one of the things is he was living in Chicago and he has like seasonal depression and that was like a big bad thing for him and he didn't realize that he could actually actually change and control his environment so what he did was he literally just picked up his bags and moved across the country to the sunniest place in the world and so that is one way he changed his environment so that's the first that's like the first lesson that I learned about changing your environment and so I knew about that, but I didn't really, I wasn't really conscious when I was making these decisions. So I kind of like subconsciously controlled my environment because, um, a year ago, my room, I had a bed and a TV mounted to the wall and I had my PC, all my gaming stuff, my Xbox in my room. And then I realized that I could actually control my environment, put, because even after I stopped playing video games, I, 
realized that this stuff was still a distraction. And so I would, I literally just got rid of all of my stuff in my room and it became minimalist. And then I realized that I wanted to focus on studying and I wanted to focus on meditating as well. So studying and meditating is one of the things that I wanted to get into like hardcore because I knew that those were two successful habits to have studying and meditating. And so I was like, I was questioning, like, how can I make this the easiest possible to be consistent at? So I was thinking, like, I tried to meditate in my, in the gym and it didn't really work out very well because it's hard to be consistent at meditating if you're meditating in the gym, because you can't really control that environment because most people, like there's people that walk by and then in the gym, if you have a rest day, you're resting from meditation as well. So I was trying to figure out how I could make it like a consistent practice. And so what I ended up doing was I tried to find a mat to meditate on. And I found a tatami mat because I had just watched a video about sleep. And in that sleep video, he basically recommended a tatami mat. And so this is like a tatami mat who is all about... It's just like a straw grass, it's a grass straw mat. And this, this mat I bought just for meditation. I put it in my room and I was consistent. And then I ended up wanting to study. And so I basically got rid of everything in my room except for that mat. And that basically made it so there was no distractions, absolutely zero distractions in my room at all zero. And so now I have ever since that, I did that probably like one or two months probably like two months ago. And ever since then, it I've been extremely consistent. No, I think it was three months ago. It, I've been extremely consistent at meditating and studying. So that is like, if you want to be successful in like a certain thing, control your environment and make it the easiest possible. So when you are so that's like, that relates to me right now. I'm podcasting. And I'm actually like, a little stressed out because everyone's going inside and I think I'm missing the event, but I still have eight minutes left. So that's another thing that I failed on to control my environment. Controlling your environment is so important. Like you need to control your environment. That's like that. And I didn't even learn about that at Funlocking Live yet. But tonight we're actually... I believe the next thing that is planned is the awards ceremony for Funnel Hacking Live. And this awards ceremony is basically like a two hour long award ceremony, which it, I referred to the two comma club earlier. And it's like the, t it's basically a club or it's basically the award you are, a ch you are receive when you make a funnel that creates 1 million in sales and this when this when you do this you basically receive the two comma club award and click funnels uh provides that and there are like i think there's like thousands of people in the two comma club now and there's been like 400 people that received a two comma club award since last funnel hacking live so on today is actually going to be the two comma club awards ceremony and the two comma club X and the two comma club C. So pretty much I'm going to be watching a bunch of normal people that look like you and me go on stage in front of 5,000 people and receive an award that they had earned by creating a business that, uh, that, re uh, generated 1 million, 10 million, or like five, uh, 100 million in revenue. So I'm going to be seeing a bunch of people that look just like me on stage winning an award, doing something that I strive to do. So that's going to be another very good, like life-changing um thing. But one thing is Garrett J. White it was on stage today and he is basically the founder of Wake Up Warrior and he's a beast. So he's like the man. He, If you think of a masculine man, he is basically what will come up. And 
he was on stage just talking about business and he's usually like motivational. So he was on stage just for business and in, I'm pretty sure he's going to do his motivational one on in like a week or, or not a week, but today or tomorrow or the next day. And pretty much he was on stage and to be honest, I completely forgot where I was going with this because I keep on seeing people that I'm getting distracted by. So that's another thing of the event or control your environment. But Gary, oh, this is what I was saying. Gary J. White was talking about how you cannot be consuming so much content. And I, this is something I realized in Funnel Hacking Live because we're sitting in a chair for hours. Like literally today, we're at Funnel Hacking Live for 14 hours with only like two breaks of dinner and lunch. So, and we're consuming so much content. And this is something me and my friend Franklin realized yesterday after the event, we got home and we're like, so what happened today? And I was like, I have no idea. I completely forgot everything that happened. And like, that's the issue. We consume so much content, like do not consume so much content. And he actually preaches consume as little content as possible and make sure that that content is extremely high quality. And that's why um, business, like that's what he does in business. ClickFunnels does this and Garrett J. White does this in business. So basically when you have a bunch of content, this, you don't want to put out so much content. You want to, I'm ta I'm not talking about like general like YouTube channel. I'm talking about if you're creating a course, like a membership course, like the continuity program that I really want to do, but I don't really know how to move forward on. So you don't want to place all of your content in there. You want to curate all of that content and create the most dense piece of like content possible. And then that will basically get the person to move as quickly and ultimately towards their goal. And so what happens is they're able to go on this and then it consume as little content as possible. And so Gary J. White is big on meditation. And so he doesn't like consuming a lot of content. And that's what I've been doing yesterday and today, which I'm very conscious of, but I want to consume it all because this is an event that only happens once a year. And this is my first time ever doing anything like this. So I'm consuming everything. So I'm making an exception to the rule right now. But basically, if you consume as little content as possible, but make sure it's the most high quality content. And then he says, meditate, like make sure your mind is clear. He said, conscious awareness, conscious awakening. And that is like all about making sure that you're listening to the most information, high quality stuff possible. And that's another thing. Gary, yesterday, we were the guy that the millionaire that me and my friend were talking about yesterday, we were talking to him. And he when I was saying, this relates to what he said, he said, make sure you're studying a book, or make sure you're studying for one hour every day, at least, and make it a habit, like studying a book. And he said, he also said, make sure that you're reading like good, high quality books. Like don't read some trash garbage. Make sure that you're reading the most high quality books possible. And then he gave like an example, Principles by Ray Dalio. He said, he's going to listen to everything he says because he is like a millionaire. He knows exactly what he's talking about and he has what he's talking about. And like, don't read some book by Joe Schmo that they don't even know anything about. Like they don't even know anything about the thing they're talking about. So that's another thing. Like make sure you're consuming as little content as possible. And, but that's another thing. Like I'm producing a lot of content. So naturally I want people to consume all of my content. But if you really want to move forward, make sure. Okay. So let me explain this. I was in a stage like a couple months ago where I was consuming a lot of content, but I was making sure I was listening to the highest quality possible. So I was listening to Hamza, um, Diary of a CEO, like the highest quality content, but I was still consuming it in mass. And then I, and then there's a turning point that you have to get to where you're basically, you shift from not even consuming anything. And that's actually what happens. Eventually you end up consuming nothing. Like that's what I'm doing. So if you I recommend you consume as much content as possible. So listen to my stuff. If you think that my stuff is the most important for you, 
listen to it. And then eventually, once you get to a point where you're like self-sustainable, then that's when you make the shift and cut out all content and all media, everything. Like I'm not even the only content that I've been listening to for the past like couple like honestly, the last couple months is obviously school, but other than that, it's been this funnel hacking live. Like this is the most content I've consumed in like the last long time, but that's pretty much it. So one thing that I said that I was going to do is refer you guys to another video. And I want you guys to listen. If you guys haven't listened to the Transurfing Principles episodes i recommend going back and listening to them all in order um and if you don't like like the first ones because i remember the first one it was when i was first starting recording so i wasn't very good at recording so go back and listen to that stuff and skip through if you don't like listening to my early voice but pretty much go watch that but to wrap things up don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the ascend momentum show but before you guys leave Make sure to remember the eagles.